welcome to this audio series I'm calling Man's Search for Muscle. I'm not entirely sure where it's going to go. It's kind of a thought experiment, but that's actually the idea behind it. It was influenced by this concept I heard that true works of literature, and in fact art in general, often are the product of not knowing where it's going to end. It's sort of a journey into the unknown. And that's kind of what I want to do here. I want to explore some ideas that I've come across in the last couple of years when I've been really taking a philosophical approach to physical progress and uh, physique transformation. So some of these ideas are going to be a little bit abstract and they're not all going to connect quite neatly and that's the nature of how this is going to be just based on the way I'm doing it it's kind of a, a free uh, sort of free association free thought and I'm just gonna see what happens I will probably compile a lot of these ideas together at least I think I probably will in a more kind of logically sequenced way but for now, that's not the intention. For now, I just want to kind of explore ideas and see where my mind takes me as I kind of talk through some of them. And hopefully it's somewhat enjoyable, not just for myself. I know I'm going to enjoy the process of thinking through a lot of these things. But hopefully it's something that, you know, you can go back on and and it can be engaging in the way of hearing these ideas being developed as I go. So because of the way I'm doing this without necessarily having a specific end in mind, my intention is to focus more on discovery. Um, and that in and of itself is, is kind of an interesting philosophy that I want to spend time on. Basically the idea of knowing what you want even though you don't know exactly how you're going to get there. I am going to spend quite a bit of time on this one because the idea, and I think it's a good place to start, is trying to choose a path and, and that path is going to be based on knowing what you want as specifically as possible, I would say, so you can know what to aim for, but it doesn't really make sense to try to aim for something if you don't know where you currently are. So where you are versus where you want to be, that sort of, in a sense, lays out your path. Now, how do you know if you're on the right path? That's another question, and that the way you do that is you start doing a plan, you execute it, and then you assess it. But you need to give yourself enough time that there's you're able to give it a fair shake, determine if it's been effective or not, or worst case scenario, if it's been horribly wrong and sends you in a completely unwanted direction, which definitely happens from time to time. And it requires humility to admit that you've been approaching something the wrong way. Another aspect we have to consider when we're doing this is the short-term sacrifices that are required for long-term desired outcomes. So 
short-term and long-term, those are relative terms, but I would define them basically as the target we're aiming for, that specific target. If we call that our long-term goal, then the short-term goals would be the small things leading towards that. And that's one way to look at it. I guess another way to look at it is that that um, specific point, even that could be considered a short-term goal and the end of your life might be a long-term goal. So I think it's important to remember this, that when we create that path, we want to keep on the path, the, the boundaries preventing us from straying from it being ethics, personal values, integrity, because otherwise what can happen is we get so obsessed with achieving something that the way that we do it is not in harmony with our personal values. So this is where people might be tempted to use steroids or they might be tempted to lie or to cheat in a number of ways in life. So it's important with these goals that we can see progress because if it seems like these sacrifices we're making aren't paying off, then it's extremely difficult to keep momentum. I think this is easier in terms of physical improvements than in terms of mental well-being or psychological health, however you want to term it. Internally, I think there is certainly a level of awareness we can have in terms of how we're doing, how happy we seem. Are we upset? Are we resentful? Are we constantly stressed? Are we having a difficult time sleeping? And those things will take a toll on us physically as well when we're angry for prolonged periods of time that sends a whole bunch of chemicals through the body that's kind of telling us to be on alert. So part of us wants to attack, part of us wants to retreat, and our heart rate can go up, our and and supposedly it can make us age incredibly quickly so but that's again another thing that's that's very difficult to measure so by removing anger and resentment from our lives we can live longer and happier lives but how do we measure that in the short term a good starting point i think would be to cultivate a good self-awareness, which has been an extremely important part of my own development. I would put self-awareness at sort of the the base of the kind of pyramid of self-improvement. Because if you are able to be aware of yourself, of your tendencies then you're able to be in control of yourself a lot better. And I think that's kind of the ultimate goal 
with this is to align your emotions with your thoughts. And in order to be in control of those, you need to be aware of them. And sometimes it's the challenge seems to be knowing what to be on the lookout for, because if you don't know what you're looking for, how can you ever be expected to see it? In this hypothetical pyramid I'm talking about, if I've got self-awareness at the ground level, the next one up, as far as I can tell, and who knows, maybe I'll change my mind at some point, but from what I can tell at this point in time, the next one up from that would be humility. And it takes humility to realize that when you're on a course that's not leading where you want, to admit that and to course correct or backtrack if needed. And it, the unfortunate thing is that more and more as we're seeing kind of the political world turn into our entertainment and just swamp us, I don't think it's necessarily a good trend because the game that politicians always play, it doesn't matter what side they're on, and it's a frustrating one, is that they almost can't admit that they've chosen a poor path. Once they commit to a path and start down it, admitting to making a mistake will mean that they will give their political opponent something to use against them. So we get this amazing example of stubbornness and lack of humility. And the problem is, is that it kind of rubs off on people in a very subtle way. So people get attached to these ideas just because they like a politician, even though a lot of times they are horrendous ideas and doing the exact opposite of what they would like to accomplish. If I had to pick the next level up on this pyramid, it would probably be responsibility. And like the other ones, I'll surely come around to this one a lot. But I kind of had a bit of an epiphany the other day. And it, it, it's kind of abstract, so I'll try to make it as clear as possible, this idea. I was thinking about some people I know who have this tendency, and it's an unconscious tendency, to harbor sort of a resentment and to want to pull the ship down, as it were, whenever they see things are going bad or not the way they want them to go, they want to bring the whole ship down with them, as it were. They want to bring everything crashing down around them. They lash out, they try to destroy as much as possible if they think they're going down. So I was asking myself what would cause someone to behave this way and think this way. And the closest I could come up with was that these types of things 
it always starts with good intentions because I don't believe that anybody starts out with bad intentions. And I think maybe there's this thinking that their happiness is not their own responsibility. And furthermore, to that idea that other people are incapable of being responsible for their own happiness. So it's this idea that you are not, or nobody is responsible for their own happiness. And a lot of times people aren't capable of taking care of themselves well. So the duty falls on someone else, whether that's a big, uh, you know, totalitarian government or what have you, the responsibility is not on the individual to achieve to their highest level. That falls on someone else. Now, obviously, if we spend enough time thinking about it, I think we can realize that if people don't take responsibility for their own well-being into their own hands and they rely on other people, they can become quite bitter and resentful when things don't go their way, which will inevitably happen. But the reverse of that has become quite a powerful kind of thing for me in terms of physical progression, because when I decided to start looking at my body as sort of my canvas and realized that where I am physically is the result of the decisions I made, good and bad, then that empowers me to be able to change my body the way I want and do what is necessary to make my body the way I want it to be as long as I'm willing to put in the work to do it. Now, why would you want to do that? This was another thing I was trying to solve. A little while ago, I think the answer came to me while I was relaxing in a spa with Nancy. The idea wasn't well formulated at the time, so I kind of replayed it in my head and messed with the words a little bit until I came up with something that was basically this. So first I wanted to articulate the question itself, which was essentially, why is being in good physical shape important? And the answer that I ultimately decided upon was that the way I look outwardly is the manifestation of my dedication to achieving my highest potential. And furthermore, achieving my highest potential is not my right, but it is my duty. So that was suggesting to myself that essentially I had to put in the hard work in order to get the benefits of outwardly demonstrating that I'm someone who can put in the work required to reach their potential. Uh, this also implies holding myself accountable for the choices I make and, of course, learning from my mistakes so that I can not repeat the same mistakes. So I think to uh, finish this first introductory episode up, I'm just going to sort of conclude the idea, the broader idea I was talking about, which was this sort of pyramid of skills. And... It's evolved over time, and in fact, it's not even... There's a sort of missing link in there that I haven't quite figured out, and I'll 
and it's it's near the beginning so I know I've got a lot of work to do here but so from what I can tell the ground level that the base sort of of the pyramid would be self-awareness so knowing where we are the second one is actually where I'm struggling I think I said earlier that uh, I figured humility was after that, but I think there's an intermediate step between self-awareness and humility, and that's what it takes to know where you want to go. So if self-awareness tells us where we are, then we there's something we need to help us to know where we want to go. And it was one that I think I almost skipped over because it's been so innate in me. Like since the time I was a child, I've always had a dream of some kind. Usually it involved some, some form of grandeur, being a star, being a musician, being an artist of some kind, filmmaker. But I've always been driven towards something. I don't think everybody is necessarily wired that way. And in fact, I've come across quite a few people who haven't, who, who aren't wired that way. So there is something, there's some skill set there. I just haven't fully figured out what it is yet. I don't know. I mean, there's something dreaming. I don't know that it's ambition or drive. I think that has a place somewhere in this pyramid, um, but I didn't think it was this high. Maybe it is. Maybe it's an aspect of that. I don't know. Self-esteem might fit into there. Just maybe self-love makes you crave more for yourself. Like I said, I'm not quite sure what that second step is. So at the moment, I'm going to say number three is humility, which is what we need to learn to try to make the best choices to be able to course correct when needed and after that we've got responsibility which is taking accountability for where we are and and the decisions we make and just holding yourself uh, responsible for these things courage follows that which is one I didn't really talk about a lot yet, but um, it's a big one. Integrity as well. Um, I think when you combine courage and integrity, then you get assertiveness. I think that's the sort of byproduct of those two components. And compassion, I put right at the top at this point, which is one that doesn't probably seem like a very likely one to show up on this particular pyramid because I, I wanted principles that will help for both physical and mental progress and I don't think it's quite obvious how compassion plays a role in physical progress but I personally feel it does and I'll cover that in another time I think I've carried this on about as much as I need to for this opening. So hopefully this has been 
somewhat enjoyable and hopefully there's some kind of takeaways, at least something to think about. And I think I'm going to muddle through that second one. As I was just thinking about it here, I might, it might simply be that I need to flip responsibility to before um, humility. Maybe it's having responsibility is related to determining where you need to go. I don't know. I, I need to think about it more. I need to talk through it some more. And that's probably where I'm going to start next time. So that's it for now.